Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh gosh, what is today? Today's the 3rd of June. And um, welcome to Channeling Amelin again. This is an organic process created by me, for me, in a way to align with my highest expression of self. I'm constantly working through uh, my own understanding of self and how to maneuver and live my life in alignment the highest way that's possible. And I'm working on a community for teens and young adults to be able to collaborate in a way that's not not the society we live in now. A protopia is what I'm trying to create in a video game like Metaverse so that it's fun. But um, the structure of it. And so I started to look at power dynamics and the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene is a resource that came up kind of to focus on that. Now, I already did the first law, which is never outshine the master. And I used my channeling MLM process. If you're not familiar with the channeling MLM process, please look backwards on the previous um, podcast because I think I'm going to get away from talking about how I do it so much because how I do it is just the way that I found me. Um, and, and I think it's important that everybody has their own way of how they find their own clarity. But I don't think that mine is the way for everybody. It's just demonstrating I did my own inner work to find my own way. So now that um, I'm here <laughs> in this place and time, whatever we define that as, uh, I listened to my podcast on the Never Outshine the Master law from yesterday a couple of times when I was doing yoga last night. And first of all, I was like, what, is, what the heck is this journey? Why, why is this coming up? Why am I going to take this? What's the outcome? I have no idea what the outcome is. It's just intuitive. You know, here's the next step. But when I was listening to that, those laws, I was like, hell no, Amalyn, you do not want to do those. First of all, there's 48 of them, 48 of doing one every single morning. That calls upon me every form of resistance to something that's forever. <laughs> Anything that becomes rote, I reject. You know, I'm like, nah, I need creativity. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. Um... But I'm still asked to follow this path. <laughs> so I'm resistant going, ugh, it's going to be so long. It's going to be so tedious. I'm going to be challenged every single day. <laughs> well, I was challenged yesterday because um, I guess my ego was like, we got this. Yes. And then when I listened, I was like, oh, dear. There, I can see how this is going to get so much more deep and less easy. But I am going to continue with the process that I use by going inside because, again, I get out of my own way and I'm in turmoil. I did so much research just because I was so confused on this next one. I agree with it, but I don't. I don't really know the right path and I don't think there is one, but just the understanding of it. Um, but the law that we're going to go through today is the second one. Never put too much trust in friends. Use your enemies. So friends are going to take you from granted, come up to envy and resent you, and turn into frenemies plotting against you. So instead they say go use your enemies and turn them into friends or allies. And the reason why is because people want to feel like they earned what they got and by you providing handouts or, or because you do things based on friendship that they'll resent you. The enemies that you helped and turned into friends will always appreciate you and they'll try to prove their worth. So basically, um, yeah, don't trust your friends. 
but use your enemies. That's the second law of power. Ah, that is so rough even listening to it. So I'm screaming inside, just so you know. But I'm not going to allow my ego to make sense of this. I am going to go inside and I'm just going to ask what's in our highest good and whatever comes out, comes out. And that should be what's in my highest good. Ours, because it's not just me. All right. Uh, got my cafe de olla. Mm. I put my bacon in my bacon express machine and <laughs> had my bacon this morning. <laughs> it's really nice. So I'm ready to do this work. I'm not ready to do this work. She isn't ready. Okay. I have no idea what's going to come up, y'all. All right, here we go. So what I do, I sit in my chair for seven, eight breaths. Get me into the present moment. I'm just going to take those three breaths and um, focus in the now. Remove my ego. My ego is nothing more than this the, the part that's in turmoil right now is my ego. It wants to get something right. It doesn't know the right answer. And it feels very uncomfortable in this um, moral dilemma <laughs> of these laws. Because it's between humanity and efficiency, right? Between everything that we've learned how to be in the economy versus what I'm trying to be in this or trying to find or lay down as a possibility in this protopian society. So I'm struggling. Dang, nah, but I'm struggling. I can feel it. I'm just like, okay, present, and then remove my ego, which is struggling. And then the way I'm going to do these processes is how I do my inner work is with unconditional love. Unconditional love is whatever shows up, I just allow it to be. Rather than, that should not be. It's just, okay, this is the way it is. How do we respond to it? Um, and, and that allows for compassion and patience and all of that. So this is it, what's showing up. I am in turmoil over these laws. They trigger me in ways that I didn't know um, were going to. And I guess lessons come from un dis uncomfortable situations. So, <clears throat> yay, Amelyn's intuition has put her into a challenge without her realizing it. And now she must decide if she's going to commit all the way through it. Ah. I'm so tricky with myself. All right, so next um, is that the way that I do things is in alignment. So I have a white light that goes through my body that I visualize just to rem remind myself of balance. There is a, um, a symmetry, a um, sustainable way of being that I'm seeking out, and that's in alignment with nature. So this balance. My path at the moment, the focus for this exercise is to focus on the power dynamics um, and specifically so that I can understand how to do this uh, protopian society. And I'm going to surrender anything that's on the outside. So if my ego is saying, no, Amelyn, you just want to be right, I'm going to have to go to the uncomfortable places that my ego doesn't want me to see because this is in my highest good to do. I must believe, I don't must, I do. I, it's not must, it, I do. <laughs> I believe this is in my highest good. Otherwise I wouldn't fight with myself to continue doing it. So I have faith in my own ability to live life in the way that I need. And this is obviously what I need to get to the next step of my goals. So that's how I uh, focus is what is your path and then surrender anything that's contrary to it. What else? Um, how I do this is I use my unconscious. Meh. I don't know how to call it, but I call out into the, the ether. <laughs> Just ask questions out and then I get answers. And then I have faith that they're in my highest good. They could be from my unconscious. Um, they could be from... I don't know about outside entities or spiritual entities. And I just, 
uh, I struggle too much with that. So the for some reason, I'm using the neurological basis of just, you know, an exercise in thoughts. It feels more comfortable to me because I don't have to explain it. Um, yeah, so I just call out to the unconscious and then I get out of my way because I never think that I'm, you know, I never think. I don't even say those words, but I struggle sometimes with my own intellect and um, understanding. I criticize it rather than if I get out of the way and just say, it's just coming to me. It's coming through me. It's not me. Then I allow it more than if it's like from me, uh, this limited expression, you know, but if it's through me, you know, ultimate cosmic power. All right, enough rambling, Emmeline. Let's do this. All right, let's read the question one more time or I'll have it ready. And then I'll get in, breathe, and let's do this. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Okay, here we go. Oh, I love my breathing. One more. All right, I'll pick you up later. What is in our highest good to know today? What is in our highest good to know about the second law of power, which is to never put too much trust in friends, to use your enemies. So supposedly the power functions in a way where you should never trust friends, use your enemies. Um, because friends take things from granted and enemies are allies that feel that they are indebted to you. All right, let's, let's try this. Never put too much trust in friends. Use your enemies. All right, so what's the significance of this? So the first thing that I noticed is I'm playing a game. It's like a board game and they made me a piece of the board, right? So like somebody's picking me up on my head and moving me like a, like a pawn on a chess board, right? And um, as I, I'm being moved, I'm one entity playing a game. But then there's all these other entities playing a game with me. But I'm still the individual playing the game. So this law basically says is anything that presents on this game board is fair play. So it's an intention of the game. So the game that we were playing before was a competitive game of one will win and the rest will lose. And so therefore these laws were designed for that to happen. The only way that this competitive edge of the game that we're all used to playing can happen is when we have this division. So these laws are basically saying avoid divisions, avoid distractions from this competition game because that's what you're here to do. So when we look at this power, it makes sense in the essence of this game. But when we look at what other game do we want to play, we can't transfer the rules from Monopoly over to Skipbo. It, it's, it's a completely different objective. So while we're analyzing these laws, there's ways to understand about being. However, the gameplay is just going to be debated forever because it's a game and we all have ways of playing those games, but it's the being playing the game.
Remember that it's not the game that's controlling the being. Unless it, that's something that has slipped into unawareness. But it's not the design. The design is to live a life. Not to follow a game that you're trapped in like Jumanji. <laughs> well, even Jumanji, there's always a way out. And there isn't, um, the, the laws of the game are much more flexible than the laws of this control game. The laws of the control game has so many people and so few in control um, in the numbers aspect that um, the, the, the laws are immense because there's a lot of variety of how people can play. And so therefore, there must be a lot of variety in how one can control another. So let's look at this as far as relationships, um, friends versus enemies. The whole point of a friend is somebody that you have decided that that relationship and connection matters in life. We're not talking about which game you're playing yet. We're just talking in your existence. There are people that you would like to play with. It's kind of like you're playing Monopoly. Um, they want me to use Jumanji, but I'm resistant. So let's just use Jumanji. I don't know. <laughs> Jumanji's more lifelike, um, like a metaphor more for life than um, Monopoly, they said. Okay, so we're playing Jumanji. Now, when we go in to play the game, we choose who we want to play with. So we are friends and we're like, hey, let's go play this game. Again, the decision of who we play with is separate from the game we're going to play. Because once this game is tabled, we put the game away, we have conquered it, we've gone through it, then we're saying that we choose to remain friends with them. So this comes first and then we do. The being and then the doing. So we have our game of Jumanji, and we've chosen our friends that we want to play with it. Now, if we choose the competitive game, and we're with friends, we're going to have to manipulate those controlling laws for the experience beyond the outcome. So the experience of playing the game is an agreement of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, we're trying to get to here, right? And if we agree, we consciously know that we're going to play this game of competition and there will be one leader at all times, that's fine. But if we're playing the game intentionally, it is not a power thing, it's a, a play thing because it's by choice. So if you're aware that you're playing the game of competition with friends or enemies or whatever, the strategy that you use can be communicated in transparency to get there, though transparency um, is a detriment to the competition game. Because again, when one must win and the rest must lose, there's always a battle, always a battle. So you can decide to play this battle within the game consciously, but know that it is still you as a collective deciding to play a game that's temporary and for nothing more than your experience at the time. And, and there are learning opportunities through everything we experience. So when you play this game that fights or that um, not fights, they want um, places, um, um, human against human, right? When you play a game, when human is against human, you will learn about the dynamics of humanity and about the way you show up in that game. You need to call upon that which is within you in how 
you play. Now, you can be one being and take on an alternate part and play a game intentionally in a part that's not authentic to who you are. Because just like putting on an avatar skin, sometimes we decide to play a different part, experience, yet we are aware that we're going into that game and what we're doing. So this trust your friends um, less than you trust your enemies when it comes to the competition game is because it just fits better into that game. Even if we're going to go play, I would tell my friends, hey, y'all, this is like Hunger Games. We're going to go play this game. But I will respect you and understand the strategy that you use to play this game. And when we're done, we're going to eat pizza and party and we're cool. With enemies, it's already expected because you're not playing with friends. You're not going into this game with people you know. You don't have to explain to them what you're playing. You can just go in and start playing because you don't have an investment in that relationship. Unless you do going in, go in and intend to make a, a relationship, for instance. Oh, I can't use Demio because it's a um, team game. Uh, okay, we can, because it's still a competition. So Demio in virtual reality is basically a board game where, um, I mean, in virtual reality is just a platform, but, <laughs> but basically it's a board game where you and three of your allies are fighting against, three total, I think, are fighting against the enemies across the board, right? These spirits, I think, is the, um, they're monsters or spirits. But you guys are fighting against them. So there's a competition. We over them. So you as collective, as friends, have agreed to all fight together against this other entity, right? So consider the, your friends and you as one entity, as a character that you've all merged into playing against this other character that they've all merged to. It's almost like football games. It's an individual, but really it's a mass of individuals that create a character, a way of being. And it's how that, that entity decides to play a game. So they're showing me like Pepsi and Coke. So Pepsi and Coke are not human individuals. They're a collective of humans deciding that this character, that they're all contributing, like Transformers, we all add up to one Transformer, to play the game at hand, however that character decides to play the game. So the laws of power are basically saying, you want to make sure that all of you are not um, supporting growth and, and helping each other get to what you desire most in your ambition. Because if you're desiring what's most in your ambition, that it may be separate than what this team believes or the other believes is most in their ambition. When you have a collective, who is the head? And, a, and they're saying the head in agreement without any kind of you know, I have to deal with you as a human being beyond the game is easier. Okay, so my brain is now going, I get that. Okay, I get we're playing a game. And I get we win the game if we tear down the forces and all of that. But we're still humans playing the game. And sometimes we get so caught up in this avatar role that we forget that that's not us. You know, that we're actually just doing this intentionally to play a game. 
So what's the issue here? I don't under I don't understand the good or the bad. So I get it. The whole point is is that you're playing a game and do you realize it or or do you get um, delusional in playing the game and think it's you playing the game? So <laughs> humanity versus the game playing, the being versus the doing. You are the beer deciding how to do. You can do anything with the greatness. You can do anything with a collective good. But it's how you do the game. So, yes, don't trust your friends because friends have a humanity to them. You can just look at it as nuts and bolts. But playing a game that includes humans as non-human is what gets us to where we are today, which is a disconnection from humanity in the games that we play. It's a choice. There is no good or bad. That is a judgment based on where you want to go, expectations, all those kind of things. But it is a divisiveness or a collectiveness. It is a connection in power or a separation and distraction of power amongst the many. For instance, working with enemies, you're like, oh, we won't distract the power in the game because we're that power is each individual's taking that distraction, right? Each individual within themselves are trying to figure out that balance. Well, with friends, you do it as a collective. There's more to lose from everybody, but there's more to gain from everybody. So when we talk about this infinite game, I don't know why I say it that way. Infinite game is the way it comes out. <laughs> infinite. I'm sorry, I'm just playing with it as it comes out of my voice. Infinite game. <laughs> as we play this infinite game, um, then we change everything. Wow. Okay. So this is what I'm hearing. My, I'm going to kind of remove my ego. I'm just, <laughs> it is what it is, but it doesn't have to be that way. It could be something else that is much grander for everyone, but then we would have to know it, that that's what we're trying to achieve. And therefore it play, it changes the way that we are and therefore changes the way that we play the game. So the rules of the game are like me just describing to you uh, the curtains that are hanging in my house. It is because of a reasoning behind it and a being that I am, but they're changeable. They are not me. And for me to express on another how they are is just how they are. There's no fundamental earth-bound law <laughs> making the game happen. It's the beings creating the laws that make the game happen. So do I trust my friends? You trust your being. And your being knows your intention when you're playing a game. And how you play the game will be in alignment with your being. So if I want to be in loving connection to my group, my tribe, my soul family, whatever you call the unit that you want to go through life with, you decide how you want to go through life together. And it doesn't have to be that you all show up to play Jumanji. You may, I volunteer as tribute, send somebody on your behalf that's willing to play that game. Just know that you're playing the game. 
and your tribute when they come home will return to their way of being for your collective. Okay, so here's my question. My concern is, is if we're playing these games, right, and there's competitive and it's violent, it's, yeah, it's so Jumanji, right? There's bad guys, good guys, all of this. Does that change the game or does the game impact others that aren't knowing that they're playing the game? Ah, the unknowing are always playing a game of another. Wow, the unknown. Those that are in the game of Jumanji that aren't intentionally playing it, they're still in the game. They just are unaware that they're playing a game. So they just have to decide and then they look at it and they say, shoot, I don't like this game. And they stop and they play another one. Or they continue to play it unbeknownst to them. And um, their role in that game is a pawn because those who know how to play it um, may or may not look at the other players as beings wow that could be dangerous but i guess it's only dangerous it, it's an individual thing because it's your responsibility as a human to know that you're playing a game because it's your game it's your expression it's your you will have the experience that you will have so the friends versus enemies and how you use them in the game is dependent upon who you are and what you want to create in the experience. And people learn from the experience. So people that go in knowing that there should be no humanity in order to play a different, easier game will learn that humanity has less value to them in their chosen life expression. Doesn't mean that humanity has less value. It means in the role that they're playing, and what they're doing, they are not considering humanity because their intention is not to be a collective. Their intention is to win the game. We decide if we want to play with those individuals. Ugh, so much bigger than I thought. Like, So I get the whole logic. So if we use, so all these laws are basically ways of logic of playing a game that is intentionally there to win and for others to lose. And, and we can use those laws to help us to play that game. Or we can change the game, or we can change the intention behind us playing the game, or we can change the ways that we play the game. There's no right or wrong. It really starts with the being that's playing. Hmm. You know what this makes me think? Okay, and I'm out. That's it. Okay, so here's what I think um, when I look at this. It's really then my responsibility as a being wanting to go play a different game to understand what game I want to play and then intentionally choose others that want to play that game and then that we agree how we're going to be in playing that game. 
So the society that I'm trying to create, it's not even a society, it's the space and structure or the game that I'm trying to create. The reason why I'm looking at a virtual reality metaverse is this is play. We forget that life is play. Let's bring play back into our experience. So going into this community, we define the game we want to play there. We define the beings or how we want to be in playing that game. And ultimately, the protopian game is not I win, you lose. It's a zero sum, right? It's like win-win. And that's hard, especially for all of our existence. We have been playing only one gets to win game. It takes an immense amount of creativity to come up with a different game and then to convince other people that, hey, this is going to be fun. Let's do this. And then also to maneuver different ways and laws of being so that we can maneuver that world. Hmm. So it's almost like by studying the laws of power or I'm studying the rules of that game, I'm learning how to adapt it for this new game. Which a lot of them is just remove them, I guess. <laughs> it's, I'm like going to get to a law. Does that help us to, to, to play the infinite game where we all win? Mm, no. So obviously the first game, uh, the first law, no. That does not help us play the infinite game. The second law of not, of not worrying about the humanity in the game. No, <laughs> that won't get us there. I'm going to have 48 laws to avoid probably when I'm done with this. Well, hey, whatever your perspective is, I'd love to hear it. I'm just doing this to make sense of it. This is my process. And in order to make sense of my mind, I need to narrate it. And I go back and I listen to this multiple times. But so today the law is basically um, it's the game you're playing. It's the being and how they're playing the game and your intention of the outcome. And, and then all the different laws and structures. So you're in agreement. Dismark Shanch. All right. Have a blessed day being in the game that you're playing.